Ever since the dawn of time, man has been fascinated with alternate planes of existence. And now, our scientists speculate that a multiverse filled with infinite possibilities lies just beyond our grasp. Welcome to the Multiversal News. My name is Greg Lineweber, and I will be your host. And we will discuss what is fact, fiction, and theory. That which is not real in our universe might very well be real in another. Join us and let the reality of your world be real for us, too. Hello, everyone. This is the Multiversal News. My name is Greg Lineweber, and this is my uh, guest, Nick Custolo. Uh Before we, I do my historic interview here, I first of all, I want to talk about historic. another historic fact. Folks, it's come to my attention that for the last 28,000 years, I know I'm a little bit late on getting to this, uh, the average size of the human brain has been decreasing. Well, uh, I have some theories on this. Uh, once upon a time, we needed big brains to save us from saber-toothed tigers, and the smart guys were out there figuring out ways to get the saber-toothed tigers to jump off cliffs and fall into death traps and stuff that they dig, while the, the dumb people, well, ever uh, gracious, uh, allowed us to have sex with their women. And, uh, of course, we had lots of smart kids uh, and uh, increased the brain size of the human race. Well, once the saber-toothed tigers were wiped out, suddenly there was a new enemy for the common man. That was us smart people. Oh, my God. And then they started turning on us, picking on us in high school. Yeah, I know what happened. In high school, we got picked on and bullied, and uh, a lot of us committed suicide, and the average brain size went down and down. So, in order to rectify this, I've uh, decided that I'm you said erect. Allow myself to have sex with all your wives and girlfriends out there. Yes, yeah. Um, let me have sex with your wives and girlfriends. I'll increase the average size of the brain. My IQ is about 136. And that will start the upward trend of the human brain. Um, I know this is a big sacrifice, but if you care about the human race, you will let me do this, and your wives and girlfriends will permit me also. Unless you don't care. Unless you want humans to be stupid. Anyway, this is my guest at Kislo. By the way, what's your IQ size? Uh, it's about 157. Ah, you at last I, check. You mean I gotta let you have sex with my girlfriend? God damn! All I've right. dated a lot, so I could be a lot dumber now. Oh, okay. It all happens. Right. Uh, by the way, how many kids you got? One. One what? very, one very proud, uh, very proud. Um, my daughter, 20 years old, lives down in Arizona. Are, are you are you sure about that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. you're not doing yeah, your not, share. You not better, quite the rock star I'm purported to be, but you, you know, better I, go out and have more children. Do you? Don't you care about the? Human I invested race? in condoms instead of condominiums. What can I say? <laughs> well, all right, okay. Anyway, why don't you? Tell hey, us let me tell you something. Vasectomy yeah. at 33 <laughs> worked for me. <laughs> well, all right. The humanity will be worse off for this. But hey, you know what? I'm I'm fine with the one I got, man. She's awesome, okay. and she's going to do the world a, a a big a big service someday, I well, believe. And I got nephews, too, out there. One just joined the Army just passed yesterday. So yeah. oh, good. really let's proud. Hope, I just want to throw that out there. My nephew Brian's going into the Army, and my daughter Kylie rocks. So, yeah. Rock All on. right. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, well uh, tell me, Nick, uh, how, how's, uh, what was your early creative period like uh, when you were in, in high school and stuff? What, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're almost No, I, uh, um it, it actually started long before that. My father is a Southern Baptist minister and also American Indian back in Virginia. Um, 
and he's just an incredible musician. He's uh, plays piano, guitar, sings, and he's just in- incredible. But uh, I remember watching him. I was about five years old, and I watched him at church, uh, standing up on the uh, uh, you know stage there and playing music, and just how everybody was just you know watching him and. Uh, yeah. I was like, you know, that's I knew that was what I was going to do. But then uh, I, the apple rolled a little bit further down the hill from the tree, you know. Oh. So uh, I, be, I, uh, I left Richmond back in uh, 1986, hitchhiked across the country when I was 19 years old um, with nothing but a hope and a, a sack full of clothes. And, um, yeah, I just tried to make it happen, and I've been out here. I've been loving it ever since. But, uh, yeah, it started way back then. But the first thing that really hit me, um, you know, of course, I listened to all of the, the music in the 60s and 70s because I was born in that era. And, um, the thing that really got my attention was when I saw Kiss, man. It, you know, wow. it was like Kiss. Kiss did it for me. Kiss just—they sealed what my future was going to be. Just uh, you know, in, in like '74, '75. God bless my mother. She brought me the Kiss dolls, the uh, the solo albums one day, and it was just—it was so wonderful. And she saw the light in my eyes. I think when she brought that stuff to me and knew how important it was, and she she kind of helped feed that. So uh, she never tried to deny me my rock and roll. So if, you know, for my mom, God bless mom. She you know she did a great job. But uh, yeah, that's I, uh, I I started I got turned on to Morrison in high school. Um, about ninth grade, I read No One Here Gets Out Alive, and uh, that that book changed my life. It it really kind of uh, it 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 hit something inside of me, and from that point on, it was just. Uh, it was just poetry, writing, music, singing. It was like that became my whole life, my whole uh, journey, and I've yeah. been on it ever since, still so doing it. How <laughs> many bands have you been in in your life? Uh, I've been in two real ones that actually went out and played shows and got paid money. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> and both of them were doing really well, but uh, that evil monster meth reared its head both oh, times. And not with me. Not with me. I, I'm, all, I'm good. Okay. I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all about the weed, man. I'm all okay. about the weed. Fam, yeah. I'm all about the weed. Okay, right. so, no. Uh, yeah, it just uh, it it had its time, but you know what? I don't think it was meant to be. And I, you know, I, I told you recently, uh, I got this new band that I'm gonna put together in um, Phoenix. I got a new guitar player that I just talked to. Who's just incredible guitar player. Do you know what the name of this and band's gonna be? I, I do, I do, and um, it, it's gonna be Ink Stain Outlaws. And some of the people out there watching may right. know that are from Facebook that are my fans or whatever that are watching um, may know this. People that don't. Um, my name is Nick St. Custolo. So if you drop the C in the Nick and you drop the C in the Custolo and you rearrange the letters a little bit, you get Ink Stain Outlaws. Wow. So it was like, I just, you know, I guess some things are just meant to happen and meant to be. And, yeah, so that's that's the name of the band. Um, I've been writing extensively, excessively for, you know, a while now. So I've got a lot of material and just a lot of built-up, pent-up frustration energy ready to explode and make an album, hopefully, that... Uh, will be as good as some of the things I grew up on. Great, great. Uh, Now, you've uh, uh, also done other things in the creative arts. Yeah, Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what, for instance? Um, Well, (laughs) I've done a few things. I've acted in quite a few independent films, um, Uh uh, just like fetish horror films, you know, where girls get killed in all kinds of different freaky ways. And uh, I've played the killer probably 99.9% of the time, I think. I the last uh, couple years ago, I did one film where I got to actually get killed by a vampire. It was the first time I ever got to be one of the victims in the movie, so I was I was Yay. thrilled. I was yeah. thrilled. I got to kill yeah. killed by a vampire. Woo! Yeah. You know, so I got the vampire bite tattoo mark on my neck and everything, just to you know, just yeah, great, just, you know, excellent to market. I'm, I'm, and um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I d- I've done that. I've done that. Obviously, obviously, acted in the film with you, the uh, hookers in space. Yes. Uh, 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 
which I've recently posted. <laughs> Epic. It's, it's my first Epic. film. Please forgive me, okay? It's, it's, uh, I'm, you know, we, we all got to do yeah. everything the first, at least yeah. first time once, right? Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I have ADHD. That is adult, definitely hot disorder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of pretty women uh, walking by, which is going to make this interview difficult. Yeah, we're sitting here in the University District of Washington, right on the Ooh. Ave, like literally right on the Ave at 45th in uh, University, oh, doing the wow, show. And ladies. I was kind of shocked when we walked up here, and I was like, wait a minute, this is where we're doing it? Like, this this is freaking awesome, man. That's right. And right on the internet, the and on the internet. Woo, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, but uh, the Waterboys Sports Show is, uh, you know, kind of... Kind of what we had an idea of doing when we started back in uh, 97. Uh, my buddy uh -huh. Paul Dalkey and I uh, started doing the show. Uh, we just both wanted to do a talk sports show that was driven towards guys, you know. Yeah. Just had like a guy mentality to it, but was uncensored. And uh, Well, I heard it was I, very popular. It, well, yeah, and you know, the funny thing is, is I never found out just how popular it was until I... Uh, uh, I, I got into a, uh, a mistake of a relationship with someone who went to Washington State and uh, blew a great job, a great show, and uh, found <laughs> out right after the show, you know, a few you know months, years after the show was uh, done, that uh, people are just like they loved that show. They yeah. just they they really yeah. enjoyed it because we were just they said we were just you know comical, and I, that was kind of the point, man. And that's kind of my point with the Facebook thing. It's kind yeah. of funny how they tie in because the the that huge mistake in Washington State when I was there. Folks need to understand, I was one of the first four and a half million people on MySpace. may not seem so imp impressive until you realize how many people are on MySpace. And so I was one of the first, and I used that, that forum, that, that platform, for what I believed it was designed for, and that was for social networking. And people get so pissed when you try to add them and stuff like that, and they want to you know, talk all kinds of smack, and they want to report you and all this. But yeah. the fact of the matter is people need to understand it is a social network platform. If you want privacy, turn the computer off. When I turn yeah. mine off, it actually whimpers it's like oh, oh, oh. It's, oh yeah oh yeah i yeah i roll the wheels is, is off that what facebook is for uh, for networking and stuff oh no i use it to annoy the shit out of people <laughs> well there you go that too by, by liking I, that, everything i think i found i do that because my buddy told me um he's got I, I got him started on it and now he's just like maniacally into uh, facebook and and so um the, this mistake in wazoo uh, people don't a lot of people might not know that facebook started out as just a college only hi um, yeah. sorry once again yeah, uh, the, right. uh facebook started out as a college only uh tool and then a tool i say that with the most disrespect, Mr. Zuckerberg. Um, <laughs> and stop urinating. I, 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 I once again would ask, would please someone ask Mr. Zuckerberg to please stop urinating on MySpace's grave. Um, but uh, but Facebook started off as a, as a, a, a forum for uh, a networking tool for college students. And uh, the mistake, the psycho, um, let's just say she works in an industry where her name uh, was of a certain thing you'd eat, but... She didn't taste like that, and I guess I got to forgive her because it's hard to get a in job in that industry with a name like Fish. But um, oh boy! But that, anyhow, that she it. turned me on to Facebook, so I was actually one of the first people to have a profile on Facebook as well. When it when it just first, I mean, she was like on it when it came out. She's like, I want, I'm making you a profile. So she made me this profile, and so it's kind of been, you know, I didn't do anything with it for a couple of years because I was doing a little time in a gray bar hotel, and I was doing a little time rebuilding myself after that, and so didn't really have time for it. But then I started getting back into it, and I started writing again because that was the thing is I had writer's block for about two years. Oh. I started writing again, and I started writing, the, and I like to write poetry, and I just I I wake up and I think of stuff throughout the day, and people don't understand if it's annoying you showing up on your homepage incessantly. Imagine, just try five minutes in this head. You don't, you don't want to go there. Um, 
But Thank yeah, God there's not telepathy. But my friend says, you know, Nick, you don't understand, man. It's like when you go to your homepage, when you don't have as many friends, because you've got like friends in the four digits. You're like you're you're almost maxed. It's like, but when you so you see stuff like different stuff from everybody all the time. It says, but when you go on to someone who has like a tenth of that, you're on there a lot. And he's like, and I go, really? And he goes, yeah, man. And I go. That's awesome. You can't buy that kind of advertising. You know well, what I mean? That's, that's so, that's yeah, what it's for. you know, I, I'm using I'm rolling it until the wheels fall off. OK, hi, girls. How are you want to be on TV? Come on in. Yeah, come on in. People don't believe we have hot chicks walking by the studio. We're doing a live television show on, on the Internet on. right now. People don't believe that we have hot college girls walking by here. Come yes. Here, bring, come here. You can sit right on this leather seat yeah. right here. Come on, no, just for no, a minute. Well, you can <laughs> sit down bite. next to Well, here, come look kids. in the camera. Real He's a guest of the show, not an official representative. That's right. I'm not an official representative. Say hi, everybody. There you go. Hi, everybody. There you go. Thank yeah. you. You just said hi to about 10,000 people. We just online. wanted to show you guys that there are hot college girls walking by the studio as we do a show. You don't want to hear that? Okay, well, then okay. you probably came to the Thank wrong you. place. All right. Bye-bye. Your accent is lovely, though. I love it. It's just great. Wow. Oops. I mean, don't jump in the Yeah, back. I know. I loved him, too. And he By filed way, charges on me. Speaking, speaking <laughs> wow. of our guest, uh, Darren, I believe we have a special guest here who would like to reconnect with us. Yes. Uh, let's, let's see what's going on there. Someone uh, wants to talk to me, huh? Yeah. Well, he's uh, he's been around. Uh, All right. We got him let's see if he gets on. Who is it? Well, it's a surprise. This has been an official information from the Syrian Empire. Greetings, Saint and Greg. Remember me? I'm Aloysius, your co-star. <laughs> I've been flying about trying to get different acting parts in different parts of the universe. I haven't been getting much luck lately, but it was such fun being on the set of Hookers in Space. It would be nice to get together again. By the way, Saint, I still have some of your bags of luggage. It would be great to get back together. Uh, by the way, uh, I think I may have lost some of your luggage. I hope you're not mad at me. Wow, so tell me a little bit about what uh, what that was all about. That's okay. Age, age, age of Aliens. The Be ancient, not. ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. The theory of ancient aliens that the stories, the myths, the legends that we hear of, of, of uh, the Bhagat, 
uh, the Bhagavad Vita, yeah. whatever that is. You know what I'm it's, talking about. There's stories. There's tales, Ezekiel, stuff like that. that. These tales really are convincing, but I'm not completely sold yet. Well, I, I haven't met uh, one. Can I tell you a story then that convinced well, yeah. it? Convinced it for me. Other All than right. the other than the strange sights in the sky, laying on a beach in Mexico several times yeah. and seeing things in space that just yeah. don't look oh, like I'm, don't look I'm like satellites. Letters. But uh, I was about 14 years old, and uh, we were sitting across from uh, Pocahontas State uh, or State Park, and it's a huge, yeah. huge forest. And we're out in the boonies out in Virginia, and uh, kids telling us a story about, you know, people going into the woods and, like, never being seen. is like his mom won't let him go into the woods to play. And there's me and two friends uh, that I grew up with and uh, this kid who lived at the house. And we're like, really? And he's like, yeah, someone just disappeared there recently. And as he's sitting there talking, it, this unnatural breeze comes through the forest and blows towards us. And we kind of gets our attention. And we look, and this big, huge spaceship, I'm not kidding you, rises right above the tree line, sits there, lights blinking around in a circular pattern underneath of it for a few minutes. And we have just enough time for our jaws to drop and go, ma, and it's like you. It's like it disappeared. As people, all those people say, it's like it just disappeared. If you blinked, it was gone. It was that fast. And so, from about that age on, that's been thirty years now. I, I'm a true believer, man, that we're we're not alone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's take a look at it this way. The universe is about fourteen billion years old. Something that like has that? been enough time for Earth-like planets to come up and rise and fall apart about three or four times mm -hmm. over. So well, it's, it's very arrogant it's not, to think yeah, it's such right. a vast expanse of universe that we barely even understand yeah. a, a, even a, a portion of yeah. that, that somehow or another right. we're it that we're, we're, we're the our, apex our, we're the zenith. Our rapid I just can't buy that. Curve, if that had happened five billion years ago and kept on happening, then we'd have people who could travel. Well, can, can I say something real quick? It's oh, some kind of self self serving oh, rope for just real quick before yeah. we forget because I know we're running on a quick uh, schedule here tonight. Um, You're the guest. Go ahead. If people would like to talk to me about these subjects, I have a, a Facebook that I'm gladly open door policy. It's like the door swings both ways, though. Keep that in mind. Um, that you can come to. I have a fan page. It's just facebook.com slash Nick St. Custolo, and that's all spelled out N I C K S A I N T. C-U-S-T-A-L-O-W. And um, if you'd like to go there, I do a lot of writing, uh, a lot of opinions, and I like to discuss this stuff because I think it's important with the 2012 prophecies coming up and everything soon um, that people start getting educated and ideas at least of what might be out there. And I'm concerned that with the 2012, the human psyche, the human conscience has a way of uh, when it gets together, we've seen things throughout history, i.e. World War II, uh, yeah. the Inquisitions. When people get into a fervor, when they get uh, lathered up and, and, and worked up about something, that the human conscience can make things happen that normally wouldn't happen if cooler heads had prevailed. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm concerned with, with the 2012 that even if nothing from an outside source happens, that we might somehow Street conjure thing. up yeah. something ourselves. Um, you know, and there's always the fatalists and, and you know, the suicide bombers out there. Yeah. Allah Akbar. Well, ba boom. There's, there's and, plenty uh, of evil within the human it's, race. It's, it's plenty. It's rife with it. So, it but what I'm saying is, is what I'm saying is, is I'm, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about that. But if people would like to discuss these things, I have a Facebook page for that. So please feel well, free to uh, we, add it. Whenever. We do have a question Facebook. from Dragon. Facebook.com slash Nick St. Custolo. I will yeah. post that on my Facebook. Yeah, you can always yeah. put a, put the link and, up, you know, on whatever. Yeah. yeah. Gladly. Well, sure. uh, and we I, do uh, a, oh, we do have a question from the chat room from Dragonette. Okay. Uh, she wants to know, um, Nick, uh, is it boxers or briefs? 
Uh, it's boxer briefs, actually. Would oh, you like nice. to see? I'll show them. I don't mind. I don't think we could do that in public no, we on can't the do that. in a big glass box. You, you don't understand. I did a show on public access. I, I am not removed from doing all kinds of sorts of things in public, but, you know, I'm, I will respect the show's, you know, limitations. It's not my show, so I'll, yeah, that's I'll, a, well, that's I'll comply this one time. We'll, we'll I'll keep my pants on. Nice. Hard as it is for me. You know how I know. You know how I know. I told you. I don't know. I told you just before the show. I said I break out the leather pants about once every year, and if I can slip my fat ass into them, I'm not a fat ass because right. I well, still. Then, uh, so leather pants. I, I recommend them. They're unforgiving. So, so Greg, about yes, that sir. second uh, second viewing um, yeah. that you want to see, I'm not exactly sure where that's at to cue it up. So. Well, then let it go. Okay. Uh, we're having trouble with the sound anyway. Oh, can you smell that food? Yeah. Is that teriyaki? Yes, sir. Oh man, that's that smells good. I know what we're eating after this. Huh? <laughs> well, I mean, to start. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds good. That sounds good. I am so bad. I'm just terrible. Well, no, so, eating's a good thing. So, so uh, um, yeah, the, um, you know, you asked me earlier about the sports thing, um, yeah. how I got into sports yeah. before we got here. What's, and what's um, I never got a chance to answer that. Why but uh, a, what, what, I was really good. I was really good. I actually, I actually uh, broke the state track meet record by three seconds in 10th grade for the uh, gym class uh, exam. Yeah. And uh, had coaches call all the time, wanted me to play, but my mom was, you know, not not so forgiving about that. But fortunately, the nephews came along, the grandchildren, and she relented. And now, you know, her grandson, football player, and all that stuff. So uh, my mom, it's funny how she turned around and became this huge, uh, you know, sports supporter. I don't want to say jock supporter, but um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, she. Uh, she wouldn't let me play, but I just I was always into it. And any of the friends that knew me in the '90s could tell you that I had a basketball pretty much attached to my palm at all times. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan's uh, just finesse and my love for the North Carolina Tar Heels saved my life because in the uh, '90s I was on a bad road and I was uh, really riding it hard. And uh, just doing basketball got me out of that. And then I started going to the gym and working out, so it kind of saved my life. But uh, yeah. Uh, I just never got a chance to do that. But, uh, you know, there are other issues with my mom. God bless her. She did her best. But I've just lately been thinking, man, I think she's been lying to me. I, I think we're Jewish. I think we're at least half Jewish. I think I'm half Jewish. I think oh, yeah. mom's lying. She's been saying, oh, we're Why English, Irish. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, mom, I think we're Jewish. I go, because I got this curly <laughs> hair. And lately I've been, <laughs> lately I can talk like this. I don't know what it's about. Okay. But no, but I, I, I got the curly hair. You know, I got kind of a big nose. I got, I, I got a love for the entertainment industry. But I, I know I'm only half Jewish. Because yeah. I am so broke, ah, I am so yeah. so okay. broke. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I just well, but she won't uh, relent. She keeps saying, "No, no, we're not." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay, mom. Shalom. Good night, mom. I love you." Um. So, yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, she's a wonderful mother, though. She really yeah. is. I love my mom to death. What yeah. are your plans for the future? What are my plans for the future? I don't know. If she keeps smiling at me like that's something illegal. Um, okay. I, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping to get to Phoenix here very, very soon, or at least the surrounding area of uh, Arizona, and yeah. get Ink Stain Outlaws up and going. Um, hopefully find some independent film companies that might need a character like me. Still wishing I could find out how Sons of Anarchy, who I talked to to get on the show Sons of Anarchy, because I think I'd fit that show, but, you know, I could be wrong. It, it's happened once or twice before in my life. Um, but yeah, just get down to Arizona, be around my daughter, who I, you know, just found in the last year, and um, have the most wonderful relationship with now. And just want to be there, be a part of her life, and uh, hopefully uh, get Inkstain Outlaws to uh, put down. Like I said, ooh, it's a loud, loud bus. Uh, hopefully have Inkstain Outlaws put down an album that, like I said, is uh, something that can stand, a te you know, the test of time. Because I really don't want to put any crap out. I want to put something that's really well put together out. Well, so that's kind of the future I for me. more artists felt that way. Uh, I think yeah. a lot do. I think it's just it's it, a lot of things pop up in life that will uh, 
limit you or or or, or kind of not hold you back so much because you know nothing should hold you back but you know it, it, to choose whether your child's going to eat or whether you're going to go and make a demo yeah. that's not a choice man you, you feed the kid you know so i mean things happen but uh i think as long as you keep the fire inside and just try and that's what i've been doing is like you know uh, and i'm using the forum the platform of facebook and uh, and other sources to uh get my name and my work out there so even if, and I haven't made a dime off. I haven't made a dime off of it yet. People don't believe me when I say that, but I haven't made a dime off of it. And um, you know, it's not that's not what it's about for me because I can always make money in, in many different ways. But it's just the love of doing it, and I miss singing more than anything in the world. I miss being in a band, being on stage, performing in front of a crowd, it just more than anything in the world. So that's that's the future for me. All right, that sounds great, Darren. How much time we got left? Yeah, hang on, I, 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 we we still got uh, about um, ten minutes. Eight eight minutes. Eight minutes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. Good. Geez. Well, we're all wow. out of material, folks. So oh, talk uh, amongst yourselves. Why, why, don't, why don't you tell us more about your days with the Water Boys? I I, hear that, <laughs> I mean, we we went from uh, well, the beginning to the end. We missed out all that glorious middle stuff. Well, um, when did you first re realize you were starting to make it big with that show? It's <laughs> interesting you should ask that. Well, we used to have a lot of guests on. We had actually we had Coach Bender, Bob Bender, who used to be the uh, basketball coach for the University yeah. of Washington basketball team here. We wow. also had uh, UW uh, sports legend Reggie Rogers, who was an NFL football player for a number of years before uh, you know uh, chemical defendants kind of got in the way. But uh, Reggie's a great guy, huge. <laughs> nice guy, thank God. Um, but I, uh, I knew the show was getting big, I guess, when uh, I had sent tapes out to MTV, ESPN, HBO, and dropped a tape and resume off to Fox Sports Northwest over in Bellevue, which uh, all of the tapes had about six minutes of highlights from the show. Um, and it was kind of an, you know, just a real quick microcosm of what the show was, you know, from yeah. beginning to end, like just a whole, like breaking down the show into six minutes, like an hour show into six minutes and uh, just giving them like pieces like this is what I can do with no budget and thinking naively that, you know, someone would see this and go, man, we got to get this guy, you know, because if he can do this without money and with an amateur crew, imagine what he can do with professionals and a budget, this, you know, the sky's the limit for this guy. No, that's that's not the way the industry works. No lesson learned but it was really tough when people started coming up to me when the best damn sports show on television came on because the line the first line on my tape as we came out of black was folks you are without a doubt watching the best damn sports show on television period the Waterboy sports show live so yeah. i believe they got their name for their show from the very first line of my tape and then um the the idea was right there and uh people several people started approaching me in public on the show were calling in fans were calling in and they were all telling me you know you've got to see this show man it's your show and uh I, you know i finally checked it out and i was just like i realized i was, I was floored i was like wow they they just absolutely just robbed my show idea so that's when i knew it was getting big but you know i i let it bother me for a little while and i finally said you know I got a million more ideas, man. Why yeah. hang? Why hang everything? Hey, wait. What's up? Why hang everything I am, you know, and, and ever going to be on, on that one idea? If, if some poor, uncreative bastard had to steal that from yeah. me, not yet, but we'll work on it as long as people don't yell in on the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can come on up. As, as long as we can avoid the douchebags, we'll do great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, keep it rolling. Yeah. It, nice. Um, <laughs> you like that, Darren? Yeah. If we can just keep the douchebags out, we will do great. I, that's words to live by, folks. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Well, um, I'm also kind of a bit of a philosopher. I, uh, it's the Southern boy in me, too, I think. Um, I, get, uh, I get a little carried away sometimes with my uh, adages, but I, 
I mean them all from the heart. And I, I think what a lot of people need to remember, anything they hear from me usually has a tongue-in-cheek bit of uh, nuance to it. Um, I'm, not, oh, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm not trying to offend anyone. But I am trying to get people's attention. I am trying to offend you if you're ignorant, narrow-minded, and, and, and bullheaded. Because to me, that's just no way to live, no way to be. And... You know, if, if some, there's plenty of things out there I don't like, you know, but I change the channel, I turn my head, I walk away, I, you know, whatever it may be, I avoid it if I don't like it. I don't spend my time festering on how I can destroy it, take it down, dismantle it, or uh, prohibit it from others. Uh, so you're, you're too busy creating stuff Exactly, yourself. you know, yeah. it's creators create and haters hate, and I'm a creator, I'm not yeah. a hater. So yeah. well, you know, I wonder Sound like a rap star, well, don't I? Well, I think the people who tend to destroy things have an enlarged amygdala. Now, don't get me wrong. I like to destroy things. Give me, give me an <laughs> AR-15 and an open range, and yeah, watch yeah, out. But that's not, that's but, not yeah, I mean, idea. You're, you're you know, trash and old bottles. Guns and gold, baby. Guns and gold. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, I, I, I used to be a member of the NRA when I was younger. I'm not currently a member right now, and I don't currently own a firearm. Well, you know, on that subject, a lot of people want to get rid of the guns because of all the stuff that's been going on here in Washington, down in Arizona. Which um, some gun controls are are prudent. But, you know, I I look at it this way. It's, it's... It doesn't matter. People are going to... Oh, well, just make it easy, less, you know, harder for people to kill. No, you just make it more gruesome. Okay? Because if someone wants to kill someone bad enough, they'll kill them, okay? But the guns at least keep it like little holes... Otherwise, you got butcher cleavers and knives and bats, and well, just, that, that gets really ugly. Nutcase had a, you ever seen Scarface? a that was scimitar terrible. instead terrible. of a, a handgun in Arizona. He would have killed one, maybe two people well, instead of nine. That I believe in reciprocation, and I <laughs> I believe everybody should treat others the way they want to be treated. That's it's a golden rule. Yeah, but, uh, I agree. But in, in that case there, and I, I don't want to speak long on it because I know we're running up on it, but um, when, when politicians such as uh, Sarah Palin on one side and the, the rhetoric uh, masters on the left side, you know, start drubbing up stuff like this. And when the right, like Sarah Palin, puts bullseyes on people and says, we got to target them. And then the rhetoric gets going. We need to take her out. We need to eliminate her. There needs to be some culpability by politicians for that. Because, I mean, if I go out and say I'm going to do certain things to you, I can be arrested for assault. I can be arrested for that and go to jail. Yet politicians can make these comments and statements and, and, and get away with it and then, and then back off of it when somebody gets a bullet in their head and go, oh, well, obviously we didn't intend that or mean that. But, yeah, somewhere in the back of your mind in a private time, you're probably – giddily going well good we got her out of the way so hopefully we can get one of our people in there yeah, now and I that know. just to me is atrocious when when yeah. when people in this co- in this country in this world decide that disagreeing with them is, is just uh tantamount to to a death a death sentence that just that yeah, bothers me and it, and it pisses me off it no really does it, it, it gets me to the point where Two i don't want to educate i want to obliterate because it's like i don't want to deal with ignorance and intolerance anymore then the ignorant and tolerant don't want to deal with me, you know. Yeah. So it kind of, it's well, a double-edged sword, and I try, I try to, uh, I try well, to keep my mind and my heart in the right place. Decreasing so. in size for the last.